Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm joined with Kai and Ben, as always. Guys, Woo! what it do? How's it going? What it do? It do. It I don't do know how you're supposed do. to respond to what it do. I'm, I'm gonna I was be stealing that from the Quit the Build. I I feel the the same way about what it, what it do as I do about dapping up. I never know how to go about it appropriately. Dapping uh, up. Fuck, you're gonna have to educate me. I'm old. Oh well, wow! Look at, look at, look at me. Uh, it's like it's when you like do the thing when you like hug and like. Oh yeah. Together yeah, 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 yeah. The bro hug. Uh, yeah, I'm too white for that. Uh, so I just hug. Uh, but that confuses people, especially of a certain uh, generation, <laughs> and then they just get awkward, and then it's like, oh, bro, what? Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Kai, what Kai it do and I have... is on the same, I'm too white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work. Kai and I have another uh, friend who's also named Jared, and I think that was the first, like, the first thing, like, we hung out with him and left. I, like, did that, and, like, Kai went in for, like, regular hug, but he went in for, like, a, and it was like a, ah, ah, ah. Oh. See, I, I grew up with uh, people who who just did that that was just how you said goodbye to people so that's very strange i'm, I'm also just a normal hugger dude like i'll definitely like hug people. oh yeah like i normally i like hug people but like when i was like 11 growing up on like a council estate <laughs> in essex just like you don't really you don't really walk up and hug your your mates like that's not that's fair that was a different time though mm, you're uh mm. you, you just hug all your friends i have i have high-fived someone's fist bump before that was uh an interesting experience I know that council estate is yeah, not a good thing, funny. but council estate sounds so fancy. Like, oh I, wow! I, logic, <laughs> I logically understand what a council estate is, but also if I was like, "Oh yes, I live in the council estate," I'm like, "Ooh, yay!" <laughs> realistically, that? there's just abandoned shopping trolleys everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds very pretty. Now that's a good piece of marketing. That's all I'm saying. All right? Uh, you guys are doing well, though. Yeah, fantastic. Good. Yeah, I'm almost did, done with Mass Effect. I did have drinks uh, for the tea check, but I have drunk them all, talking about fleshlights and waiting for Jared to reset his laptop. So between uh, between computer technical difficulties and a long talk about uh, male sex toys, we have come to here. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, ew, that's nasty. Uh, You're better. What, than one that. thing that I was telling the boys before we recording is I have now created a notes section. That's uh, dumb shit to bring up on the podcast. Things Yay. that I hear through the grapevine that I want uh, you guys at home, mm-hmm. you guys at home, and us to talk about. So I was listening to a podcast, and they're talking about like how they use their microwave oven, right? And the guy was saying, and everyone in the room, like because there was a couple other people, agreed with him. He said that if he's going to set his timer for like two minutes – or like five minutes he just hits the 30 second until it gets to that time and that yeah. was normal and that blew my mind because i just like if i want two minutes i just do two zero zero start but they hit the okay. 30 seconds until it gets to that time so, so like, what do you guys do like on i don't know if it's like a uk fin but a lot of ours are like dials mine is so a dial. rather, rather than oh. fucking around with dials i just go hit the plus for hit start yeah. four times you get two minutes not only that mine's a dial right and forward dials is preset so you can't just like forward time so if you're moving forward it's like it just goes through all of its weird little erroneous settings of yogurt making and bullshit i was like your microwave is like use. 18 different things in once oh yeah his exactly. his microwave is a yogurt maker by the way yeah my too. My, my microwave that is screams kai that's yeah, just like... it's real it's real it's real pretentious anyway 
Uh, so you have to go rotate backward. It's like a fucking, like, you know, like one of those you gym locks. A full <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you, a like, lock. <laughs> you go backwards, that activates the time mode, and then you have to go back forward <laughs> to set it. But there's just a giant-ass button that says 30 seconds. I will do that for my lunches, which is a five-minute time. So I'll just go until I get to five minutes. Because some of them, like, after... I don't have a keypad! After three minutes, they, like, start adding one minute instead, so it becomes easier. Okay, well, I didn't even think about the idea of your microwave having a dial. So I guess that makes sense instead of having to turn it, but... I, I don't know. Listeners, yeah. what do you do? I'm curious. Because if I'm going five minutes, I just do five zero zero start. And that's what I, I have. But I guess if you have to know, fucking crank a wheel which, to start your microwave, then hitting that 30 is, second button. I will never use any of the features of the microwave I've purchased. And there is the amount of buttons for a keypad that are like, you know, air fry. Bake. Yeah, how do you use any of that shit? You bought like a nine in one microwave oven. And... Uh, <laughs> I I only have used the, the bake setting to clean it. Okay. So like, because <laughs> it'll get like it'll get like gross because it's a microwave, obviously. Uh, and I'll just yep. like turn it up on broil, and it'll just broil everything in the microwave, and then I clean it out. <laughs> Is like, that I how it was a, uh, I have recommended full, to use? I have a full oven. I have all of the other things I would ever mm. need, so it, I don't know why I did it. I, I mean, we don't even have a microwave now. Now that me and Ellie have moved in together, we don't like. Oh, are do you, you like, a, like a toaster oven or something? Or are you too good for microwaves? Is that the problem? We just don't use it. We got we got. What do toaster, you use like reheat your food? Slow cooker. We... So, uh, if we reheat anything, yeah, it's normally because I've taken it to work for lunch. So I'll use the microwave, microwave at work. Oh, you just use it at work. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't do a lot of ho- I don't do a lot of homework or anything. So as long as it's not like a microwave superiority complex, in which you're like, no, God no, <laughs> <The> microwaves. <laughs> uh, Bro, I fucking lived on microwave meals for like a solid two and a half years. Okay, well that was that was the dumb shit to bring up on the pod section. It will return because I hear dumb things all the time that I'm curious and I need uh, clarification from the boys at home, but. Mm. <laughs> okay, fast foods and microwave aside, let's get into housekeeping before we get this episode gets too long. It's been twenty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, if you don't know, this is your first episode. If you uh, don't know, this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we banter and, and chat beforehand, and then we're like, hey, you should probably like system. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Play along podcast is a weekly podcast where we talk about games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game down into sections and then come together each week and talk about that section specifically. We do dive into the game in its entirety. Everything, gameplay, music, mechanics, narrative. We do go pretty in-depth into the story and the narrative of the games that we're covering. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers for whatever games we are playing, either play the game first and then come back and listen to us, or you can play the game along with us. But if that sounds interesting, you guys can head to playalongpod.com, our fancy new website that has all of our content there. You can find all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, all that's there at the very bottom. And if you like what you hear, we have some bonus content where we do roundtable discussions, we do video game drafts, uh, and then we have a D&D series that's been handcrafted by... Our very own Benji here. It's a video game themed D and D podcast with a couple of our friends on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but mm-hmm. we're we're bringing it back. If you're curious, the first episode is free. 
And there is the first also episode a, is free on our normal There's a feed, section yeah. of one of the episodes where Kai gets into a circle of death against the charging Chuck, which is uh, a grand old time that we wanted everybody to hear. So, yeah. So both and it of now that... says become a member on the website. I changed it recently. In the oh, longer become says support a member. Pap, says, support. Don't member. support us. Just become a member. <laughs> we don't want you to support. Avoid all we of simply the, want uh, the money. you know nonprofit for funding pap smears as possible. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We don't want to confuse uh, any of the audience. Mem- but members area to come soon. I'm working on that. Yeah, that's enough. But you can go on there. You can hit listen and browse all of our series. And there we have it all segmented per game. So you can scroll through all the games we played. If there's one in particular that you're interested in, Plague Tale, Chrono Trigger, Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda, any of that, you can scroll through all the games we play. Click there, and then all the episodes will be listed there for you in a nice, convenient section. I wanted to Play mention pod.com. Playlongpod.com. If you go to like now the podcast, bit. made that mistake. No one owns that one. We should probably nope. buy that one and also redirect, but it's fine. You Just know? do There's all a lot of, of games that like multiple of us. So like in the lit on the listen page, there's like recommendations, like four series that each of us mm-hmm. think you should listen to. All of us recommended Danganronpa. Um, it was a fun time. I liked Danganronpa. That was a good. good t- that was a good time. Both me and Kai recommended Kentucky, and both me and Kai re- recommended Disco Elysium. See, so. I, I was going to recommend those, but I was like, oh, maybe I should like add some variety because I know you guys were going to recommend them. So I was like, oh, I'll Jared's add a little variety bit extra is a big titty golf mama and two Nintendo games. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what else could you want? <laughs> that is true. The, the that sounds like a great time. 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Zelda and uh, Lady D. I mean, so what we're really saying is listen to Disco Elysium, Danganronpa. And Kentucky Route Zero, and then you know, fucking do whatever. And else then you do want. whatever you want. If you don't, <laughs> don't like care. us, if you don't like us, but then you're not gonna like us. So. You're never yeah. gonna like us. Exactly. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna dive into this section of Mass Effect. Woo! See you soon. In the last episode, we had escaped from the Citadel after it had been shut down, after they grounded us in the Normandy. We had escaped to get to Ilos to try to beat Saren to the Conduit. Now we are not refugees. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, we are. No, that's definitely not the wanted? right term. Wanted? Uh, fugitives. Fugitives! Thank you, Ben. Coming in clutch with the words. We are fugitives yes. from the council. Because they didn't believe that, they believed all this stuff that Saren was talking about with the Reapers and everything was just a ploy and distraction so he can come and take out the Citadel. So they put it on lockdown. But we know that there's a bigger threat out there, which is the Reapers, which we need to head to Ilos to find the Conduit before Saren does. If you have a person that you've been romancing, this is the scene. Right before Mm -hmm. you get on the galaxy map and set out to Ilos, 
Uh, it'll switch to a cutscene where your shepherd is sitting in their room and your love interest, whether Caden, Ashley, or Liara, will come in and be like, look, this is our final mission. I don't know what's going to happen afterward. Let's do this. And they fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's I, so um, weird. My shepherd Sorry. was like big uh, Dom Mummy energy. Oh. Um, so like Caden come in. And he was like, you know, oh, it's been a pleasure working underneath you. Blah, blah, You're blah, number blah, blah. two. And there was a, there was a, there was, I can't remember what the line was, but it was some line about how instead of working under him, she should, he should work on top of her and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely, <laughs> oh. I'm definitely saying that. And then um, there was some shepherd side boob that was that was strange. Yeah, there's a lot um, of that. Yeah, and then afterwards, Caden was just like a simp like afterwards we just laid there and he was like ah oh, i can't believe this is over i'm never gonna get to do that again you're such an amazing <laughs> woman and i was like all right calm me down soldier. My, fucking in my uh, freshman year of college really I <laughs> i'm never gonna do this again that was amazing thank you so much for yeah, allowing you me. so much kaiden was probably just like i'm so blessed to have been inside of you before i die gross like, yes, okay. you're welcome uh mine with liara was a little different because not only did they sleep together but they mind melded together as well her eyes went oh. black and they did the mind meld thing on top of just oh. having sex she which is fucked interesting. her mind vagina what the hell yes yeah. but afterward it was interesting because like uh, Liara is laying in the bed and then Shepard's just like on the desk with like one of her legs up on the desk just like sitting and watching Liara sleep which is so weird Whoa, but okay. she gets Bad up vibes. and a similar a sim she doesn't say like oh I, I like that I, this will never happen again she was just like that was amazing and then they're like Shepard goes over the intercom like oh we're like coming into the, the orbit of Ilos so it's like okay it was a weird energy because in mine Caden was like really feeling it and he was like you know that was such an intimate moment <laughs> shepherd was just getting my shepherd was system. just like yeah i got mine um you need to suit up like we're here so yeah i never uh, talked to anyone in the entire game so no one <laughs> wanted to make love with me which is it's one know. of those that like if you gotta put in the work buddy if they remade mass effect now my shepherd definitely would have been pegging caden it was that kind of energy like yeah I was trying she, to play, you know, disinterested. I was being brooding and aloof. I was hoping mm -hmm. people would approach me, but, you know, now I'm just yeah. alone. <laughs> alone. You're just sad and alone. Uh, yeah, so after we do that, we are now uh, in the orbit of Ilos, but so we're rushing to try to land on this planet, and Joker tells us that, unfortunately, the, the closest landing zone is way too far from where Saren is at the time. So, and then there's this guy in the background who I don't know who he is. He just so is a random general. He's Navigator Presley. So, okay. <laughs> like, ever so often when you leave the Normandy, it will be like, Captain is ashore, Navigator Presley has the command or whatever. And he's basically like, you stand in front of the galaxy map and you mm -hmm. say where you want to go. And Navigator Presley's job is to set the coordinates so that Joker can fly there. And then oh. he's not been a part of the story <laughs> whatsoever. Didn't. And all of a sudden, this motherfucker starts piping up, thinking that he's got the authority to tell Shepard that we can't land there. And he's like, no, you can't do this. And it's like, dude, who are you? We've been playing for like 21 am. hours now. Like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> he has been working in the shadows. Mm. Getting mm. us Doing to the Lord's work with no credit. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, but he pipes in and tells us that there's no possible way we could touch down here. It's way too dangerous. And in Shepard fashion, she's like, I don't care. Drop the Mako down there. We'll make it work. And Joker gets real low to the planet, launches the Mako out, and right as Saren is closing the doors, going into this building is where we land and where we stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. now, if if Navigator Presley had just kept his mouth shut and not made us pussyfoot around, we probably could have landed while that door was still open. Yeah, fucking Presley. Like, who even Fired. are you? Um, I, I and then launched him out of the like, Normandy after that. Yeah, <laughs> just in the airlock. Um, I was walking around this bit, because you have to find a mechanism to open the gate so you can get the Mako right. through. Um, and I was walking around, I was like, holy, this is just Scorn, but like in Mass Effect. It does have big like Scorn vibes, the environment for sure. There's lots uh, of like statues of mm-hmm. and like not necessarily so much like the grotesque side of it but like that final stage of scorn where there's all the statues like the fertility Mm -hmm. place um there was vibes like that and i was like oh this i i really like this level ilos is a cool cool planet and i really like the the layout of the the map design too Uh, it must be the original version does not have as good of a uh Fidelity. environmental design because it's just it looks like every other level in this game oh well, I, it's, so, a little, it's a little different but i yeah. wouldn't go uh, up to this point i hadn't like really looked at like screenshots of the og again and i was grabbing some art for um some of the instagram and everything and there was one that showed a comparison i was like oh this is this is very different like the the legendary edition really like yeah. different assets completely different I mean, lighting the, the ui situations. is completely different the ui is completely it. when different. i watched walkthroughs previously of just like trying to figure out what the fuck to do uh i had to find the old version because the new version well because in yours it's just like the different. names of the characters in that like box on the left yeah. the bottom left that lower third like and a cool little like in the bar middle. thing at the bottom yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's like our, our shield. shields and our health and like the yeah. hot point and everything. Um, I sent you a picture in the Discord of of how it looks, but it's uh, it's yeah. much more majestic in the legendary oh. edition. Yeah. So I was wow. I opened the Discord and was distracted by an anime titty woman that Ben had also sent prior to uh, best uh, we've, waifu. We was talking about waifus, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I can kind of see it now. This is very scorn like. I mean, I've remembered. I guess even in the original version it's very similar to this in a sense mm-hmm. of it just being like very dramatic lighting and weird yeah. alien statues mm. um, i mean that's just but one I screenshot just, you're but you're like... very you're rarely outside in scorn and a lot of this yeah. takes place that's true outside yeah. around, but... uh, i don't know about you guys maybe it's just me and my incompetence but i got fucking lost <laughs> trying to figure out oh where my to go fucking this god <laughs> this is the only time i've ever had to use the actual map that you are provided uh, which i always forget exists in the menu system uh, but you're in this like, you you when you go to the courtyard, mm-hmm. there's like a double path that goes around and they just connect each yeah. other. And I ended up walking in circles so many times because <laughs> there's like one little skinny pathway that you have to go to progress to the next section, yep. which is like the security area. I I mean I'm already a fucking incompetent person when it comes to navigation. I have a terrible sense of direction and yeah. get turned around in real life. And this is even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I also terrible. like I I got lost, but it was never like terrible. I I it wasn't like getting frustrated on where to go. I was just trying to explore, and fortunately or unfortunately, like 
a lot of this place looks the same. So where mm-hmm. I was looking, what I needed to go was like a little hallway that was like a little alcove off to the side. But yeah, it's almost um, like you're having to like find the gap in the like yeah. pyramid. That's that's what like I couldn't find. Find out. Um, yeah, I I did that thing. I don't know if other people do it in in video games, but like games like this, especially, I just walked around until I found Geth. And if I found yeah. enemies, I knew I was going the right way. And that's yeah. basically like, just how I got around. I, mean, I don't know how your version works, but when you approach enemies, sometimes there's like the little map thing at the bottom, and it'll be like, jamming! It'll, ja- it'll jam your yeah. radar, yeah. yeah. That's when you that's know, like, okay, know. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting near something that I should was, be near. What was really interesting is that at one point, I was going along, and there was a Geth stalker who hadn't seen me. And oh. it came up at the top of the screen, it said Geth stalker, and then it said talk with like the A button. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, am I, is there like a friendly gaff? Am I going to get to talk? To? And then I walked <laughs> up to him and he shot him in me in the face with a laser. And I was like, oh, no, you're just, <laughs> no, you're just a gaff. No, you're just an asshole. Uh, I mean, and really mainly this section is just going through uh, yeah. round after round after round of geth, uh mm-hmm. until you, you know, eventually get to Vigil or whatever. I mean, I don't know if yeah, there's anything so specifically we want to cover in the uh, endless murder spree, which is the first part of this level. But no, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is it's basically just kill all the geth, yeah. open the and door, try to find a way to activate Mako, that door, and then yes. go in. Because yeah. you're trying to get the Mako through to the giant. I don't remember what it's called. Well, you're the trying conduit. to find the conduit. You're not looking conduit. for. Yeah, yeah, you're not looking yes. for um, vigil, but, but vigil yeah. finds along, you. Yeah, you're driving yeah. along, and you see Saren in the distance with all these buddies, and then all of a sudden, this like yellow force field comes up in front of you, mm-hmm. and then comes up behind you, and I was like, oh, it's a fucking Star Wars trash compactor, like, something's gonna happen. <laughs> it's this smush you in the middle. It's, uh, it's super white in the original. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, is it's it? Like, it's like a yellow, it's like, yeah. like, even on like the walkthrough, you can see it's like an orange force field. Yeah, was it's like, like an orangey-yellow force field on the Legendary yeah. Edition. Um, and again, yeah. there's another small door. We know how like they like their small mm-hmm. little alcoves. Um, and we go down, and initially, I thought this was the conduit. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you walk up to it, and I was like, oh, like, Saren's a fucking idiot. He's just walked straight past it. <laughs> you, you passed it. <laughs> this GPS um, is wrong. It's right here. But Vigil is a AI similar to the AI that we had where the Rackney were, and we had to do all yeah. that shit. There's no tower stack, thankfully. It's just the AI that was that's for this station, essentially, yeah. on yeah. Ilus. Um, yeah. And Vigil just, yeah. like, dumps us with lore. There's mm-hmm. a, just a massive lore dump. So it's the first bit of information we learn is that the conduit itself is not, like, a weapon, which is kind of what we all assumed. It was some weapon that Saren was going to use to take on the uh, council or, or whatever. But instead, it is like a relay. It it's almost it teleports you from Ilos to inside of the Citadel, which is mm-hmm. okay. That's massive alone. We also learn that the Citadel itself is a giant mass relay. Not only that, but it's like the hub is what connects and powers all of the relays throughout the galaxy, which is wild. <laughs> he who controls the Citadel controls the universe. Right. And that's the ultimate goal for these Reapers. They allow these civilizations to grow and expand across the universe. Then 
they attack the citadel, shut down the citadel, essentially stopping all forms of travel and communication across the galaxy. And they go through the galaxy and pick off the civilizations one by one, which is what happened with the Protheans. What a stupid premise. Like, Mm -hmm. you're you're all-powerful. You literally can create this technology that no one else has access to. And it's like, like, why all that work? Why not just destroy life? Like, I don't understand. What is, the, what is the premise of setting so, it up, watching it develop, and then being like, nope. From what, what I understood of it, um, based just off of, like, subcontext of everything, yeah. is that basically, like, it's like a hunt, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the Reapers let them let the civilizations progress to the point where they are a worthy challenge, and then they mm-hmm. will go they in and down. wipe them out, hunt them down, and then they retreat back to dark space, which is amazing mm-hmm. to me because this idea of like a dark web for outer space is just fucking brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if it's a real thing. It may well be a real thing, but um, yeah. So they basically disappear, let the civilizations rebuild themselves. Right. It's like the predator thing, you know. They're like yeah. letting them be a worthy challenge so they can go in and hunt them. And sovereign is essentially they always leave one reaper behind because that reaper is the one that's supposed to activate the citadel open the path of dark space and allow the other reapers to come in and then eventually again take out all of the civilizations how they would do this is throughout time as they were killing organisms and indoctrinating some of them to essentially work for the reapers was it the the keepers were essentially Mm -hmm. as uses their like inside men so whenever they would need to activate the the citadel the keepers were essentially brainwashed by the reapers and they were the ones that would uh, ultimately activate that relay or deactivate it rather they were also um is responsible they were maintaining the citadel Mm -hmm. but it wasn't maintaining the citadel to keep the citadel afloat it was maintaining it so that the conduit had somewhere for them to come so that they could basically begin yes. this hunt and and carry out what they were doing which is where Saren comes in because for some reason i i don't remember the explanation you can correct me if, if you remember it but that wasn't working you know the keepers weren't responding to that message they needed someone to help in that and that's where Saren came in Saren activated the conduit going to the citadel and activating the citadel for the reapers was his main purpose in their overall puppet. plan he was a puppet. Good old uh, puppet Sarah. I'm just trying to ask. I'm trying nah, to ask. I'm trying to find out. I don't know why <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's enormous mass relay. Yeah, I couldn't remember what was like, why the keepers this time weren't responding to the message. If it was like over time, they were like slowly breaking free of this indoctrination or what it was. But I know that yeah. this time that plan wasn't working, which is why the Reapers needed and used Saren for that. I would have preferred that mm-hmm. this amount of information be like slowly revealed over this level rather than you just talking to vigil yes. and it just being like mm-hmm. a literal endless conversation of things yeah. that i already am confused about it's just yeah. like here's this piece of information here's this piece of information yeah um like i get it like i get that like vigil was a cool twist in a sense of being like yeah and even when shepherd's talking to vigil there's a conversation where they're like you know oh, someone must have had to live through the Reapers the first time, and you get, like, a lot of, like, context into mm-hmm. the history of the whole... Th- but, like, you could have done a... um, 
version of this in which is very similar to Halo 3, I believe? What is the one where the fucking AI gets corrupted and you're, like, trying to save her? Splendor. It's 4. 4. Halo 4 is when four. Cortana gets corrupted. Yeah, like a Cortana level in which Vigil then becomes, like, is inside of our walls, in a sense. I mean, everything mm. is technological, so, like, Vigil mm. breaks into the Mako or breaks into our comms and is, like explaining as we make it through the level and like it just feels very disconnected in a sense of like you're just going through and killing geth and then suddenly you enter a weird like side area of this level and it's like here's everything now yeah. go find saren and it's like yeah uh, so i can i can definitely see you know a more gradual sprinkled amount of information it is like i like the idea of that like slowly learning more and more about that that I don't know if I I had a problem with this info dub too much. I mean, it kind of in my brain made sense with the lore. Like, Vigil already doesn't have a lot of power. Like, the whole reason Vigil's been able to stay functioning through this entire time is because I've been slowly draining power from this station. What we also learned is there there was people that had survived, and they were essentially being kept in these uh, these cryopods to eventually keep them alive through longer periods of time but as time went on vigil to keep himself and this information from being destroyed had to pull the power from these pods ultimately killing all these people as well mm -hmm. so i mean it, it, it already didn't seem like he had a lot of power to do that but I, I i see what you're saying in the sense of like sprinkling that information gradually throughout the game so i understand yeah that. i mean it's maybe it's because I'm just used to it from Bioware mm. games. I feel like there's like yeah. a lore dump. Like lore dumps. In, <laughs> yeah, and it's Dragon Age as well. Um, so, I mean, I personally didn't mind it. It kind of... It was... The, the way that you find Vigil is what I had the problem with. Because, mm. like, Saren goes through and then Vigil is the one who put up that barrier and you come in yeah. and he's like, oh, like I knew you were the worthy one. I knew you were the one to talk mm -hmm. to. And it's like, okay, that here's feels my, a bit... Here's, here's um, my pitch on how okay. to implement Vigil better because we're near the end of the game at this point. We're in the chapter before the end of the game in the epilogue. Yeah, it's a penultimate uh, introducing, episode. Introducing a very important character, which is Vigil, which is someone who has very key information about the Reapers, one time for 10 minutes of dialogue and then you never interact again seems very wasteful to me and very weird i understand there's sequels to this game yeah so i'm sure that you know that's the excuse people will use is like well you have to play the second one um what you could have done is the whole point of this game is you keep trying to discover things about the reapers right you're going out you're doing all the little little missions and whatnot mm -hmm. to like figure out what's kind of going on so vigil has a problem and that problem is that he doesn't have enough power right like that's mm -hmm. that's the whole premise of what vigil's issue is, is having to siphon power from fucking cryopods and kill people just to stay alive so why not when you're having your little outer body experiences when you're interacting with the little little you know magic Beacons. relays and whatnot before have vigil try to get messages through and that be mm -hmm. the driving force of like you know he's feeding you small pieces of information and you're also trying to get more power to he... him could have been the one to tell you to go to Ilos when you exactly. interacted with the second beacon. Right, yeah. but all, all the trade-off is that you're then having to do missions of getting power to Vigil so that he can give you more and more information rather than just relying on some weird, esoteric, alien 
you know, fucking technology that we don't really understand and it's never explained, and then keep trying to mind meld with some Asari, you know, <laughs> scientist the whole time. Just have an AI that's trying to get you to move forward and progress of like listen bad things are coming i know because i've lived through this before let me help you but you have to help me so i can help you yeah. and then mm. eventually you get to this point where it's like vigil has been talking to you through the whole game and then you have a really good payoff because now you're face to face with vigil at the end of the game and he's like you you know we can finally do what we've yeah. carried out to do rather than just being like hey i'm vigil by the way you know i'm an ai yeah. that existed and you're just like especially yeah. especially if there was a way for them, especially if there was a way for the player to think Vigil was a person and then discover that he was actually was like an AI, AI or something. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, I can... uh, I'm extra bitter because I had to sit through the dialogue twice. Oh, did you die? What happened? Oh, uh, the original version doesn't have an autosave after Vigil. It does not have an Vigil. autosave. Uh, so oh, when, no. after this, you come over the Mako <laughs> over the hill to where the relay is, which is literally the end of the level. You just have to yeah. get past the four death fucking robots to get to the end of the level. My Mako yeah. was already damaged before going in, and I didn't think about, like, repairing <laughs> oh, no. it. So as I came over the hill, one missile just careened into me, exploded the Mako, went all the way back to the beginning of the level. Oh, all the no. way. I, I, the I, okay, I can see how that would... Uh... 40 minutes again, and I was like, this makes even less sense the second time. <laughs> so <laughs> Put a sour taste in your mouth. <laughs> Before we forget, um, I just wanted to explain how the Reapers were unable to get through because I have found the information. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so the Prethians basically discovered that they were using the Keepers to keep the Citadel functioning. And that okay. the keepers were the key to how the reapers instigated the cycle, right? So the Prefians found a way to alter the signal that was going to the citadel in order to basically make it so that the reapers couldn't tell the keepers to open the conduit. Ah, interesting. Which is why Vigil needed the power because he was the one that was still powering that jam on the signal, which ah, is why Saren become involved. Yeah. Um, how Saren met Sovereign, I don't know that. Did yeah. he ever come across special Saren missions out in the galaxy? Right. Uh, no, I can definitely see your gripes, Kai, especially having to go through this twice. <laughs> I can Does see it how help that would... knowing in retrospect that X lets you skip dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, that face kind of that face kind of answers my question. Yeah, if you just press X, it just like skips through the dialogue. Is that true for the first one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about your your peasant. Also, I got a lot of shit through my gaming career of skipping dialogue in games. And uh, (laughs) okay, if you went through it a second time though, like I I understand. Yeah, but you still have to select options. (laughs) Yes, and I have done it once or twice where I'll be pressing X to skip through dialogue, and um x also selects something if you're on that dialogue wheel so there's been a couple of times where i have selected the wrong dialogue well, it, where which it, like, comes into issue... play next episode yeah well, the issue for me is when i'm like going to buy things from any kind of like merchant or anything i'm like yeah fucking i don't care skip 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 x and then it cancels out cancels out and i'm like god i wanted to buy something <laughs> but now i exit out of it because i'm too impatient um yeah so after we get this big lord dump from vigil we're now heading to the conduit. Like Kai said, we round out over that hill, and we see it at the very end of this. And there's, you know, like you said, four or five, maybe six of these big geth-like walking things. And I just, like, 
beeline through them. I was like, nope, don't even care. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to drive through them and get to the conduit, well, which again is you. what we learned is like a relay to, to teleport you from Ilos the to the inside of the The animation that plays Citadel. is fucking wild. It's like, you just get like, launched launch straight, in the sky. straight into the sky, which I'm like, yeah. I don't. I don't know if our ship is uh, space ready. Like, are we, mm. that oh, it's works. space ready. We're the chosen one. Yeah, it, it's weird because, like, I'm wondering, Kai, did you get a time limit on getting to the conduit? I honestly don't. Maybe ours was I don't thirty seconds. So. No, yeah, I don't believe seconds. there. I don't believe there yeah. was a, a time limit on mine. I Which, just, so I, I, I don't know what I was doing. Gif. I just fucking boosted my way. Yeah, the that's way to the I didn't send. I just boosted through them. I didn't even care. I was like, nope, not fighting you guys. I have a time limit. Well, the thing was, I was must have been doing something on my phone because when I looked back up, I had like 19 seconds left, and I was still on the top of that hill. And I was like, oh mm. shit, I'm timed. So I just like boosted through the gap and then went up into the uh, into the thing. It's not a hard distance to cover. It is just a distance. Yeah. It's not. It's not very far at all. Like you can definitely make it in the thirty second. I made it in nineteen seconds. So okay, now you're I just think bragging. Uh, I mean, I made it in nineteen <laughs> seconds. So I mean, I still fought him the second time, and I don't think there was a time limit. I just mm. sh- shot from afar. Maybe gotcha. there was a time limit. I just didn't pay attention. But either way, uh, I eventually I made it and got launched into the fucking air. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you, you just come, come careening into the citadel, yeah, just rolling. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not only just like you, it's not like gradual. You fucking tumble into the, oh, yeah. <laughs> into the you, citadel, you fully like fully wipe out as you land and pop out of the bottom of the Mako, which I was like, that just seems like bad design. I don't understand how it's like a tank, isn't it? You know how they got that like hatch on the top? Yeah, except it's the bottom, uh, <laughs> which makes no sense. It's so if you flip, you can get out. If the mm. top exit is covered, then there's a bottom it's exit. Like, it's like when they put that pulley lever in boots. Like, nobody should be trapped in a boot, but if you're ever trapped in a boot, some of those cars have, like, the gotcha. pulley lever that opens the boot for Definitely you. Definitely. I had to, I had to do like American... Uh, yeah. I had to do, no, I had to do American, like, British conversion in my mind, but I, oh, I got sorry, what you're uh, trunk. Sorry. Yeah. I failed to do that dope. conversion and thought he was talking about, like, the little <laughs> loops they put on the back of, like, pairs of boots so you can, like, pull them up without, uh, you know... Oh, typical oh, American. Gosh, that's my wow. bad. That's my bad. That's, no, a, no, that's okay. a weirdly deep boot cut. But now I'm <laughs> talking about vehicle trunks. Uh, but yeah, you, you pop. When when does this level end? And right here, right end? when we yeah. get into the citadel, <laughs> like, where we cut does, off. When does this stop? Yeah. Yeah. So we we stop basically here. Um, yeah. And from what I remember, I can't remember why it happens but we end up in like a zero gravity situation where we're like walking on the side of the citadel tower it's because the, the citadel is shut down yeah it closed and yes we're... so now we have no gravity what, what? yeah because that's the whole yeah, they, you they... gotta manufacture gravity when you're a big satellite dish in space yeah. you can't this shit isn't you know you're just floating now oh, fucking ben jesus that's, that's, that's space 101 that's why we have the masks now that are like covering our yeah. whole face that weren't there. Because it's like there's no covered. oxygen in the the citadel anymore. There's no more gravity here. It's we're just all space creatures. We're just space goop. Space goop. But this is the end of this episode. A relatively short episode for us. If you know us, we can talk about random shit for hours. I mean, we, we have not done our, our last section. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, what we'll, we'll do now is we'll an go hour. I know, right? Kai ranting about uh, visual dialogue. Oh, yeah, but... it's my fault. 
Yeah. It I mean, Jared's got his TikTok rant in the background if needs be. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, ben, let's start with you. How did you feel about uh, the section of Mass Effect? I'm, uh, I'm unsure, to be honest. Um, I... I don't know how I feel, you know, because it's kind of mm. like, it's kind of like we were at the Citadel and then we've gone to Ilos and then we've gone back to the Citadel. Like, I understand, like, thematically why it's happened, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, Dr. Vigil, that was the only yeah, reason. <laughs> it, it kind of also feels like, you know, maybe we could have just stayed at the Citadel... But then yeah. I guess we couldn't because then we gave we had no Saren idea what the, the option of, was. Yeah, exactly. You know, taking yeah. it like we more wise. We didn't know it was going to teleport us to the Citadel. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a strange section. It's a strange mm. section because like, there's lots of walking around. It's very easy to get lost in that like geth lair that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And Vigil is quite a quite a significant lore dump. And there's a lot of information that you don't really have a lot of time to process because you kind of just come out of Vigil's room and then you're like straight back into the fight. Um, I don't know. It was it was fine, I guess. It's not really not your favorite. No, no. It definitely it's fine. This definitely feels like a section that suffered because of how we break the game up. Um, yeah. Because it kind of leaves this section just feeling kind of anticlimactic and like i think this was like 45 minutes of gameplay maybe an hour mm-hmm. with the dialogue like and so or, it's just uh, kind of know, like an hour and a half if you're incapable yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so it's kind of just like yeah okay whatever um yeah i mean law wise it was it was great finding out about how the reapers are gaining access and mm. finding out why they need saren um mm. So that that was that side of it was cool, getting a bit more of that world building. But again, it's right. it's world building, and it wasn't really much plot building. Like we still mm. don't know why Saren's involved with the Reapers, and the only reason he's helping them is because he's scared of dying, basically. Um, which still doesn't sit right with me. I'm rambling because I don't really know what to say about this section. It was it was okay. Capital okay. Yeah. Kai. How you feeling, buddy? Uh I feel like this section was designed separately from everything else that's going on in this game. Which is just like I think generally how this game was kind of put together because everything has to happen disparately in the sense that like a mm. lot of this was supposed to be exploration, which I did not do. Um <laughs> but I don't know. It's a weird setup in this game for exploration. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick aside here before I dive into this section of just like, you don't have to do it. And that feels weird. Like a lot of open world games, like kind of force you into exploring and like lead you into doing things that you weren't expecting or side quests that you're interested in. Whereas this is very like, it's there if you want it but it never reaches out and grabs you in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you can click on other worlds, and sometimes you can land on them, and sometimes it's just an explanation. There are people on the levels who you can interact with if you want to, but, like, 
for example, not that, I mean, obviously these came out, well, I guess the original Red Dead would be an example of this, which came out relatively at a similar time or a little yeah. later, um, where it's like you're in the world and then things will happen around you that force you to participate in the world in a sense. Like you, whereas this is very like you decide when you want to be part of kind of the environment and when you just want to be kind of progressing in a sense, which I found mm. a weird choice. And maybe that's how Bioware is. Uh, is it's kind of like whatever you want to take away from the situation or however much you want to participate, it's there for you. Mm. Um, but I found that strange. Like it was just a, it was very easy to kind of just go down the path. Mm. Um, I mean, and additionally, yeah. What? No, I was just going to say like if um, you saying that made me think like it would be cool how you know there was like the three planets that we could explore. Mm. Yeah. If you could only explore two of them and then the third one was not an option. So like I know you can explore two and then you can go straight to the planet to progress the story. Mm. But it would have been cool if like the third one was locked out so you went you progress the story with the limited knowledge based on what you chose to explore. I don't know how that would play out in terms of the game itself and, and crap like that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that like it's just the way the pieces fit together are very disconnected and kind of just like, oh, yeah, alien stuff. And like that, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, which we can talk about more when we talk about the next chapter and the end of the game and the epilogue. Um, but this section in particular felt very disconnected. And, and as I mentioned, you know, Vigil as a character, I think I didn't really have any buildup or any real payoff in a meaningful way other than kind of just being there to do expositional dialogue mm-hmm. to explain what's going on, which is, especially if you have a character who is already not really a character, like it, like they literally just made an AI that has information and made you listen to it. Like that, that was the whole premise, um, which is like, okay, sure. That's, that's a way to do it. But even then they could have introduced vigil as a, as a kind of mechanism earlier to make me feel like it did, didn't come out from nowhere. Um, yeah. Which it kind of like did. a distress call or something. Or yeah. Like, like and, and literally anything to make me be like, Oh, okay. I understand what's going on here. It's just like, it feels so weird to just be in the world and then all of a sudden there's like a random character that knows an insane amount about everything going on that if you would have just came to Illos at the beginning of the game, right, you wouldn't have had to do literally any of the work previously because he fills I'm, us in on yeah. everything else. I mean, I mean they, they did preface that Illos is a planet that's outside of jurisdiction, that's outside of the council's reach, so that could also play into yeah. it where it's like... Yeah, yeah I was going to say the counter-argument anyway. is the... The counter argument is we're not supposed to travel into that side of space. Yeah. And also because people don't travel into that side of space, there was no reason to suspect that Ilos was a planet worth venturing to. Going to, to yeah. yeah. Um, I found out why or how Sovereign came across Saren. Oh. Um, and Mass Effect apparently does that really fucking annoying thing where you have to read other forms of media mm-hmm. to find out what happened. Um, he just happened upon it, apparently. Mm-hmm. When he was a Spectre, he just was uh, tracking illegal weapons and he just found somebody who was studying this thing that was orbiting a planet um, and then 
Sovereign was like, oh shit, you're powerful and you have lots of connections. Uh, mm. I'm a, I'm an indoctrinate you, and that was it. Well, he might have been already indoctrinating people in that process, anyways, and found out that Saren was someone that was like high priority and had a lot of reach. So yeah. that was just, I mean, because of benefit for the indoctrination. Yeah, exactly, and like because of Saren's connection to the council and his almost being mm-hmm. above the law in a sense, like he was a good person to have on the team. It just is weird that maybe it's just me. For me, that's kind of a key detail that's like missing from the puzzle. Mm. So to have that in like a book that you have to go and separately read mm-hmm. just I mean, puts me off. <laughs> in a game of literal endless expositional dialogue of people telling us what they did, what they're doing, what is going on, like I feel like it would have been really easy for Saren at some point to be like, I was exploring the deep space Andromeda and I found upon the ship what a I mean, especially ship when he's was. like doing all that shit when he's on his silver surfer in in the first boss fight when he's like yeah. talking about indoctrination and all of that stuff mm-hmm. it's just yeah like like kai said it's like you can't put your finger on what it is that makes it feel sloppy but so far it just feels sloppy it's kind of yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you're just supposed to just kind of accept as having happened for like no real reason yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know, like, given this game's time period, given my experience with it, like, I still think it's an interesting game. I still think the gameplay is is fun. I mean, obviously, I'm playing the, the older version of it, which has some mechanical foibles. Um, but other than that, foibles. like, like I, get, I get the appeal, and I get why people engage with it. I don't... Mm-hmm. As I've said, I think every fucking episode, I don't get why anyone would play this and then play Andromeda and go, Andromeda is not as good as this. Like, like unless it, I'm missing something glaring or it's just rose-tinted glasses, like, it's, it's the same lack of really cohesive storytelling and equal amounts of fun exploration space shenanigans. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, I, I think, again, I mean, like, come back to this comment all the time and it's not necessarily a, a justification but in the eyes of the people that are saying they don't like andromeda uh, andromeda is like one very tight-knit experience where you're like you're meeting characters and then you're done or like mass effect is a trilogy like they got to people got to love and get attached to these characters between three separate 20 plus hour experiences so in doing that they have a connection and a love for some of these characters and i think that's where a lot of the narrative comes from and with only having one game in andromeda and again maybe not the best story but i mean you can also argue like you guys were saying that mass effect one maybe doesn't have the greatest story unfortunately andromeda doesn't have a lot of room to grow more where this the the original three do have where's where people get that connection to these characters but i mean that's that makes sense because like if you flip it to dragon age which is kind of like the other big bioware franchise it's it's the same thing like we could go and play dragon age 2 and you could get introduced to varric and cassandra and you'd be like these these people fucking suck but then when you play 2 and then you play inquisition inquisition is is not a great game but you have Mm. those love for those characters and because it's that continuing story they're in that world again and so, I guess I guess that's kind of 
what we're seeing here is that where me and Kai have only played the first game, we're getting that kind of like, this doesn't really make sense at the moment. But obviously others who have like played the franchise mm. or, you know, sort of gone through it over time, maybe they're seeing another side to it that we won't yeah. see. It's also like expectation too. Like when people were wanting more Mass Effect, they're like, oh, I want a continuation of that story. And when it wasn't that story, it was a completely new narrative with no returning characters. People were also just upset about that. So I guarantee a lot of people just like saw like, oh, no Shepard, no Liara, machine. no Rex. I don't, I'm not even going to touch this. So I, uh, you should yeah. play Andromeda. I think 100% you should play Andromeda. Yeah, that's also my takeaway from this. No, uh, and then I think like leading into the next section is fine. I think the animation was funny of us getting launched into space. <laughs> launched through the, the like, portal, it's yeah. Just, it's it's silly. It's it's funny. Like I literally giggled when that happened because it was yeah. so just like I'm so used to like teleporting being a thing where it's just like oh, and then you just appear somewhere else, and dematerialize you just get and come back catapulted in, catapulted into space. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Like you get like atomized and then like reassembled inside the citadel. It's yeah. very strange. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I, and like going back to the Citadel thing, I totally get that as well. Like the Citadel is important, but it does suck that we don't get to go to some like super fucking cool Reaper planet that is mm. just like with Transformers mm. of like giant Reapers fucking Not around. Not yet. That's yeah. probably where the two and the three are going to come into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyway, I mean, if those... you're if you're you're all right. Sorry, like if you're looking at yeah. Mass Effect One as an isolated game in its own thing yeah. and your experience with it, which it... originally when this came out you would have. You, yeah. It's not called Mass Effect One. It's just called Mass Effect. It's just a game. And, right, and a lot of people probably when the first after. one came out, they're like, "Yeah, this is fine." But then when they got the whole picture, they're like, "Oh wow, this is like good." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it was three yeah. years to the next one, but. Yeah, if you... uh, I will say this this game very much reminds me of the Halo franchise. I think mm. they're very similar, other than this being more of a like true RPG of yeah. being able to go and kind of form your own adventure. Halo Three came out the same year as this. I enjoy Halo Three as a story much more than I enjoyed this game. I don't, and I don't think I, I would necessarily take that as a hot take either. <laughs> Halo I, 3 is I, an amazing I, game. I need to play Halo 3. I've played through 1 and 2. Hey, is, uh, 3 is my next one to, to play. Oh, yeah, so I just crazy. I guess I'm, I'm saying if, if you're going to play a space exploration game from 2007, <laughs> maybe Halo 3 is the yeah. better option. But, yeah. but you know. like you said, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking yeah, for like RPG 100%. mechanics, then Halo is not going to give that to you. For mm. sure. Yeah. That's it. Um, Yeah, I... I love this kind of lore dump thing. Like, I love this information. And, like, I guess, like, you can argue that contextually it's like, oh, wow, it's, like, all at once and it's kind of at the end. And maybe I don't think about that, like, very often because, like, the whole time I was sitting and just really absorbing the lore the information. The whole time is, I was just trying to fuck my crewmates. <laughs> yeah, that's the real story of priority. this game. I had one priority, and that was Liara. No. Uh, no, but the whole time I was, like, getting this information, it was, like, making me excited. It was I was excited to learn more about these kind of things and get more context. And, I mean, in, in so much to the point, like, I knew a lot of this stuff was going to happen, but just, like, still, like, peeling back the layers of, of the story and getting more information was, it was exciting. And I, I think it's cool. Could they have done it in a better way? Yeah, probably. It would have been interesting to see, like you said, 
sprinkled throughout the narrative itself, maybe getting some of this in some of those flashes that we are getting. You know, we can't understand it, but maybe there's like, we see a flash of Ilos with the pods or we see, I, I don't know, we see the keepers or something. We're like, oh, we know they're important, but we don't know, you know, so, something like that, where it's like the whole point of those flashes, we don't understand the information, but just giving us little imagery like that, just like little breadcrumbs leading up to like, oh, all that stuff I saw in those visions were this, and then Vigil was just giving us context to those visions. Mm -hmm. Because even like thinking back to it, they feel pretty random. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like destruction and like there's like creatures that are supposed to be the representation of the Protheans and them dying. And I, and I get I mean, that, but. As the player, it definitely doesn't make anywhere near as much sense as Shepard seems to think it makes sense in the game. Oh yeah. And I mean, the um, whole context to the vision is like, we, you don't have the brain power to even conceptualize these ideas. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but it would have been cool in a, like a player interaction point to like see little bits of that throughout the It doesn't uh, the necessarily narrative. like make sense though, because like it gets explained to us and we understand it. So yeah, <laughs> like surely we would be able to conceptualize it. I don't know. Like, I don't, I was thinking, I don't mind lore dumps if they make sense, you know, mm. like there are times when you're, you might come across the character in the plot who is like mm. a key character that you've not met before and stuff. But sometimes I feel like when I'm playing a game, they use lore dumps just to be like, oh, isn't this zany? Like, oh, this yeah. plot twist is so crazy. And that I don't like, but yeah, like, that's and kind I, of why I guess Mass Effect was a bit like. Yeah, and I guess in that sense for me, it was like when I had the lower dump, this was like the whole time he was talking, I was like, oh my God, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I get that. Like, I understand that. And I guess if that doesn't happen with you, if you're reading that, you're not getting those connections, it's just that section is just going to fall because it's just like, mm. how does this fucking connect? And, and it's not yeah, like understanding the information. It's just like if yeah, the information it, makes sense. It's not, that's not my problem. Like, the information makes sense. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, is it just it, the delivery it, of the information? It's, yeah, it's just it's the convenience. It pulls me. It it ruins the mm. suspension of disbelief when yeah. you have a character that. that had never been introduced, that we had no idea existed, that knows literally everything that we need to know at this point in the game to continue, and just like puts up a force field and it's like, come talk to me, young one. It's like, why? Yeah. Why yeah. did you do and this? I, yeah, and I can see that sucks because, like, I, for me, I didn't have that experience. Like, I never got pulled out of. But I've, I have had games and experiences where I do get pal pulled out in those situations. And if it's a game where I'm already enjoying, like, the, yeah. the content and the combat, and I do get pulled I, out. It does suck. I'll it's say like, this. I mean, I think right. it's 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 fine if you do it early enough in a game. Like, I think Breath yeah. of the Wild and the Old Man is an example. Like, the, the old guy at the beginning is a lore dump. Like, he's giving you a mm. lot of information. He's teaching you how to interact with the world. Like, that's totally fine because it's like, oh. Look at all this new shit. This is so near the end. It's like so we could have, have used all of this information yeah. 15 minutes ago. Mainly for Kai, because I think for me, I think that I I would feel this way. If yeah. instead of Vigil, if it was a third beacon and Liara mm. translated the information and Liara gave the lore dump based on the visions, would that sit better with you? I, I mean, sh yes. I think... With with what we've slowly what we've been doing is we've been interacting with the beacons. They've been making yeah. more and more sense. So if eventually we interact with a beacon and then and like, we got the we final piece of the puzzle, yeah, we can understand it. 
and maybe even the beacon is vigil itself trying to communicate through us like mm, you can yeah. have a character whatever the approach is of like i've been trying to vigil is like what the beacons were trying to show us it is like i've been trying to communicate with you since you first interacted with me uh you mm. know i've been trying to show you the outcome of this i'm so glad you can finally understand like there's so much payoff there because it's like everything then makes sense of oh my god this thing was trying to show us the ultimate outcome of what it had experienced and we're seeing through vigil's memories of, yeah you know the destruction that it had seen and now it's trying to give us the keys to not going the same route that whatever society who created vigil was mm. like once again that ties to the broader story like that's all i want i want vigil to make sense but vigil doesn't mm. it just feels like it was like it's the Man, force we really need to give problem <laughs> we really need to give players well also yeah the force field doesn't make sense because vigil is supposed to be like barely surviving off of energy right now and like can't can like has to kill people to stay alive and then it's like <laughs> also i have control over this entire place and i can open doors and power things which is just like okay um but yeah i just think i think if they tied this aspect to the final story and didn't make it just feel like you showed up somewhere and it was like well this is the end of the game here's all the information you need uh and then mm. you walk and go you know get launched into space uh into the final yeah. kind of like sections of this game it would have it would have felt better um but once again i i get this type of game is going to have a very certain way that it delivers pieces of information and mm -hmm. if anything that should be expected from this game is that you're going to just meet random characters that have zero information about up until that point and they're going to give you very pertinent information like every mm -hmm. level has a random asari scientist or a random you know fucking commando that's just like hi shepherd my name is xenon glacking conditioner and this is the very key piece of information that you've been waiting for and it's like oh okay well, hmm. yeah thank you convenient npc thank you convenient commander <laughs> thank you, convenient who will convenient most likely NPC. turn against me by the end of this <clears throat> level and then i will have to kill like... <laughs> yeah uh yeah what do you guys think i'm curious about how you feel about this section of mass effect how you feel about vigil and the information dump in general and let us know on our social channels or discord which again is all in playalongpod.com you can find us playalongpod instagram twitter check it out that's all for this episode though thanks for listening thanks for getting to the end as always next Woo! week we are wrapping up mass effect we are Woo! heading to the citadel we are going to take out saren and, and hopefully the save the day what yeah. mm. and the reapers <laughs> And the Reapers, that that yeah. too. Saren is le the least of our words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and not only that, I will be announcing what our interstitial game is going to be. So Yay. tune in next week. Very excited. Wild that we're already done with Mass Effect. I feel like we just, like, this flew by. Maybe it didn't for you guys. It Maybe did for you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been yeah. playing this game for eternity. For not necessarily weeks. in a bad way, but it's, it's felt like a long experience. Yeah. Okay, guys, we will see you next week with the finale of Mass Effect. Peace out.